home is probably your biggest asset. As lifestyles change, your environment needs to change too. Welcome to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment with Laura Minnep. Laura has nearly two decades of lifestyle consulting experience. She can help you improve your living situation and help maximize your home value when the time comes to move along to the next phase of your life. Now, here is your host, Laura Minna. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. I am super excited about today's show. Today, we are going to concentrate on helping to change the face of dementia care for healthcare organizations and families. Again, on our life's journey, we t- it takes us on adventures that are exciting and sometimes terrifying when we don't understand what is happening to either our loved ones or ourselves when memory starts to diminish. diminish. Dealing with the unknown can be confusing, but there is an organization called Brush Development Company, helping healthcare organizations and families to understand and develop dementia competence. My guest today is Jennifer A. Brush, MA, CC, SLP, and Director, will we provide insight on common sense approaches on the issues most commonly raised about memory loss and dementia, strategies for supporting the person with the memory loss to be more independent, happier and engaged in a meaningful life, suggestions for modifying the home environment to increase safety for persons with cognitive, sensory, and physical challenges, advice to create successful relationships with loved ones living with dementia, and help for future challenges caused by dementia, plus tips on selecting home care or long-term care services. Now remember, you can call us at one 866 613-1612 or feel free to email laura at lauraminiff.com L-A-U-R-A-M-I-N-E-F-F Now before I turn the microphone over to Jennifer Brush uh, Director of the Brush Development Company helping healthcare organizations and families to understand and develop dementia competence I would like to give a brief summary and introduction to my guest Jennifer a. Brush, MA, CCP, CCC, SLP. She has been working for 25 years to change the face of dementia care in hospitals, assisting living communities, nursing homes, and home care. Prior to establishing her home practice with Brush Development, Jennifer served as the Executive Director of IDEAS, I-D-E-A-S, Institute, a nonprofit organization that pr- improves the lives of older adults through the c- conduct of applied research. She is an international speaker, renowned author, and recognized speech-language pathologist known for her work in the areas of memory, swallowing, and environmental interventions for people with dementia. She has served as the principal investigator on applied research grants that have examined issues pertaining to dementia, hearing impairment, dining, dysphagia, and the long-term care environment. Jennifer offers interactive and educational presentations and coaching that help clients bridge the gap between current research findings and the care of needs of people with dementia. She, her book, co-authored with Carrie Mills, titled, I Care is an amazing handbook for care partners of people with dementia. 
Now, here is a big welcome to my guest, Jennifer Brush, the Director of Brush Development Company, helping healthcare organizations and families to understand and develop dementia competence. Jennifer, this is a huge discussion today, and again, I am super excited because something that you concentrate on, I believe, is the idea of actually allowing people to know what the true definition of dementia and how it is that it interacts in all of our lives. So help us understand from your point of view what it is that you see the beginning and or the development of dementia. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. And I'm glad that you're interested in this topic. Anything that we can do to help people learn more. Um, There's so many people that are dealing with dementia. People living with dementia, their care partners, their families. We all of us know someone that has dementia. Dementia really isn't a disease. It's just a term that's used to describe a set of symptoms. Very good. So it lets us know that the person may have cognitive and memory loss, but it doesn't really tell us what the underlying cause is of that memory loss. So then there are a number of diseases that cause symptoms of dementia, So Alzheimer's disease, for example, is a disease that causes symptoms of dementia. There's also also a number of treatable conditions that cause symptoms of dementia. So it's very important that families are aware that there are things that that can be done. There are treatments available for um, symptoms of memory loss. It doesn't always mean that it's Alzheimer's disease. It sounds to me... Through even my own practice, you know, again, um, design contracting and helping people to understand and develop their environment to adjust to their new needs as they grow through the stages of their life, but at the same time, helping them to embrace it and be excited about it. But with this word, dementia, has come a lot of negative and scaring um, anticipation fear of actually acquiring dementia. Right. How do we overcome this? And what is it, when do we take these signs and symptoms and start to pay attention? We should pay attention to them right away. You shouldn't wait. Um, If you are experiencing memory loss or a family member has experienced memory loss, someone's getting lost, um, someone's forgetting where things are, how to do something, you should get help right away. Um, But also, as you said, you know, people are very scared about dementia. We spend a lot of time focusing on the negative aspects of dementia. We sure do. It certainly is a a disease. Uh, you, You certainly don't want to wish that anyone has dementia. On the other hand, There's so much positive things that we can focus on. People with dementia have lots of skills and abilities. They still have the ability to share with us, to teach us, to love us, to spend time with us. And they teach us to live in the moment and to appreciate whatever is going on right at that time. And I think that's an important lesson that we can learn from people with dementia. Oh, not not only maybe a important lesson, but also an important reminder. Yes. A reminder of why we are here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Aren't they the most, 
I would love for people to hear how to embrace those who have volunteered to have dementia and be our greatest teachers. I have experienced, again, I do of a nursing background. I have experienced some of my most memorable, fun, and enjoyable moments with my patients who have had and or experienced dementia and the most rewarding um, experiences when I've watched the interaction of those in their life, whomever those loved ones are or those people that are helping them and the lessons that they've learned and enjoyed from the person that is dealing with the dementia. Jennifer, Help us understand where how how did you get involved? How, how did this happen for you? Everybody has a story. I know you have a story. I can tell. I do. Um, I've worked with older adults for about twenty five years. When I first went into the field working as a speech pathologist, I thought that I would work with children. Oh, okay. And I did and my do. student <laughs> teaching. And when I was working in the schools doing my student teaching, very quickly I discovered that that was not the right setting for me. I took a job right after that, working in a long-term care community, and just fell in love with older adults. They have so much to share, their whole lifetime of experiences, and they want to continue to have meaning and purpose in their life. They want to continue to have a reason to get out of bed in the morning. They want to continue to have relationships with other people. And I became very frustrated seeing Older adult after older adult sitting in a wheelchair with nothing to do. And so I do my very best to create opportunities for older adults to continue to have meaning and purpose in their life and not to be sitting in the hallway in a wheelchair during the day. So again, allowing them to not only continue to participate in life, but allowing them also for those around them to anticipate the enjoyment and and the thrill and embracing the moments that we have right now, right here. These are the moments. Appreciation of where we stand right now. And it's interesting that you mentioned that you started with the youth and then you went to the elderly because do they not share some things in common? Children live in the moment. Children don't think about the past, and they don't typically plan for the future. And so that's an important lesson for us. Somehow in our development, we forget about that. And people with dementia live in the present. And so that's a nice gift that they can give to us if we're open to receiving it. I think there's a lot, again, and we'll say this probably over and over again, there's so much fear because we've defined this as a disease. And I like... and really enjoy your words. This is not a disease. So when we're going through our life and we're starting to recognize some of these signs and symptoms, either in ourself Mm -hmm. or someone in our life that we're close to, and we're going to run out of time in a minute, but I want to capitalize on how is it that we become helpers how, how is it do we become interactive in facilitating the connection between the person experiencing dementia and the person that is going to be, as you say, the care partner? I know I can't believe this, but we, we just ran out of time. We are going to take a commercial break. But when we get 
back, I really would like to, like, again, focus on how is it that, that you have come to and where your knowledge of helping people on both sides, the, the person that's dealing with dementia and the people that are in this person's life that are experiencing how to work with them during this time period of their life of dementia. Okay, great. great. We'll talk about that. Super. Thank you. We'll be right back after this commercial break. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. If you have a question for Laura Minnett or her guest today, please call into the program at one 866 472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now back to Dynamic Insights for your home environment. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, we are here today talking with my very knowledgeable guest, Jennifer Brush, director of the Brush Development Company, helping healthcare organizations and families to understand and develop dementia competence. Now, remember, you can give us a call at 1-866-613-1612, and we welcome all questions or thoughts. So, Jennifer and I left off. We left off where we were about to really dig in. Okay, so let's talk about, and again, I love the definition or the description of care partners. Okay. So we've established dementia. Mm-hmm. We, um, wherever, and like you have let us know, it's never too early or t- too late That's to right. acknowledge it. That's right. And now we need to know how do we incorporate it in our life. Okay. Well, the first thing that we need to do is not see ourselves as caregivers. It's not our responsibility to give all the time to the person with dementia. 
when we see ourselves as a partner with them, then we open ourselves up to what they have to give to. And they have many, many contributions that they can make to us. When we do for someone all the time, we actually take away from them. We develop a situation of excess disability. And for someone with dementia to stay healthy as long as possible, mentally healthy and physically healthy, they need to do all of those things in their life that they always have done. They might not be able to do them as quickly. They might not be able to do them as easily. But they need to continue to have all of those same roles and responsibilities in their life that they had before. So the first thing that care partners need to do is is shift their mindset from from feeling that they have to control the person with dementia all the time. Good. They don't need to control them, and they don't need to do for them. We can't even control ourselves. Exactly. (laughs) And we can try and control how we respond to the person. We have choices, don't we? Exactly. And someone with dementia will read our body language. They'll know if we're upset. They will know if we're becoming frustrated with them. Um, And so if we can instead appreciate who they are at that point in time in their life, stop trying to control them and change them, and look for ways to help them be independent. So here's an example. Good. Um, Maybe uh, it's a woman that has dementia, and part of her routine every morning was to unload the dishwasher after breakfast. But because of her, her memory impairment, she doesn't remember where the dishes go anymore. So instead of having her put the dishes away, her husband now takes over that chore for her because he thinks he's helping her, Mm -hmm. that he's doing something nice for her. Well, we could enable her to be independent and put the dishes away herself if we take the door off the cabinet in her kitchen and simplify the way that the plates are arranged. And maybe in the beginning, we pick up the plate after the, out of the dishwasher and we hand it to her and we show her where it goes. And then through practice, and now that things are simplified, she's able then to maintain that chore of putting away the dishes. So really, that care partner is going to take on a new relationship mm-hmm. with their their partner that is experiencing dementia. Exactly. It's not just the person with dementia that has a new thought process, Mm -hmm. but it's the care partner. And the care partner, we're talking about a direct care partner who is either one, seeing this person daily Mm -hmm. or living with them. This is the spouse. This is the child that has chosen to move in with mom or dad. But the other people in this person's life that is experiencing dementia, maybe they have other children, maybe they have um, sisters or siblings, or so maybe their mom and dad are still around because dementia is not definitive on age. Is that correct? The older you are, the more likely you are to have dementia. But yes, younger persons can develop dementia for a variety of reasons. So these relationships it's for everyone that is involved in this person's life. I think that sometimes there's so much fear related that people don't know how to 
to accept it or receive it. So what do they do? They shut it out. They shut that person out. That's not because they don't care. It's because they don't know. They don't have someone like you, Jennifer, that's helping them understand what is going on and how they can come up with a new relationship and a new mindset on how to interact with this person that they love And that person with dementia, they may have a more respectful relationship ultimately. Is that not true? Yes. When we, a relationship is give and take, right? It's communication in a variety of ways. It's talking, it's touching, it's just being with someone. And so care partners, I think, need to realize that their goals and priorities in their life are just as important as the goals and priorities in the life of someone with dementia. And when we can maintain our relationships and have that give and take between the care partner's goals and the goals of the person with dementia, I think we'll have the best relationship and be supportive and be able to deal with fear and grief and and that whole life change because you're doing your best to have a healthy relationship with that person. And that's where you come into the team of the relationship with the families, the entire family, anyone who's interactive with that person, again, experiencing the dementia, or anyone who is involved. Maybe they're not a family member. Maybe they are themselves part of the team of caregiving Mm -hmm. that is pertaining to this person. Because... Here's something else. So we're saying this word dementia. That's a very big word. That's right. The diseases that are associated with dementia have their own sometimes disabilitating um, results. So this person who is experiencing dementia, they may have other caregivers that have to be in their life for other reasons. Yes. And so one thing that I do is I help the family and the other care partners, the significant people in that person's life, to understand the changes that are going on in the brain. Because when they understand those changes, then they're better able to maintain that relationship with the person. You know, if I walked into a room with a big cast on my leg and I'm carrying a lot of things, you would immediately go to help me. Absolutely. You could see that there's something wrong with my leg. But if I have memory impairment... And I might just be acting a little differently. It's very hard to understand why I might need help or what type of help I might need in order to be more independent. So a lot of my role is just educating families um, to have an understanding about what that person is experiencing and the fact that the person really can't help those changes that are going on in their brain. So there are certain triggers that you, I have to imagine, as this professional, key into with the patient of dementia. In other words, triggers being like those buttons. Like it's like it's like being in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> we absolutely right. know and become aware of the buttons that we can push. Yes, that will come up with a a certain result. Yes, <laughs> if we're mad that day, I want you to be mad also. Yes. If I'm not happy today, I don't want you to be happy today. Mm-hmm. So those triggers, though. Um, probably are not as clear when you're dealing with somebody with dementia, but you have the ability to allow and share with others these, these well, I'm calling them triggers, but 
with the family members and, and the care partners, hey, listen, this has been my experience with, let's just say her name's Martha. This has been my experience with Martha that when you don't put her coffee on the left-hand side, she gets really upset. Mm-hmm. This is a trigger for her. And you may not know why she's getting upset, but I'm allowing you to know. Is it Exactly. And it can be early on when people are in the very early stages of dementia, usually things that will trigger reaction are when other people are trying to take away control and choice from them. So, for example, if I said, uh, Mom, I don't think that you should pay your bills anymore. I'm going to pay all your bills. Well, if my mother's always paid her bills, she's going to want to maintain that, and she's not going to want to give control up to someone else. But because of her dementia, she might not be able to have a conversation with me about that, so she might get mad instead. She might be angry or resistant or respond in a different way. Um, someone, I use an example in my book about a, a woman that has a sore on the end of her toe. And every day she and her husband take a walk. And every day that sore becomes more and more aggravated. Well, she has dementia. And so she can't explain to her husband, hey, I have a sore on the end of my toe. And when we're walking, it's making it worse. So what does she do instead? She may not put on her shoes. She may refuse to leave the house. She may throw her shoes. So people... She may hit him. Exactly. (laughs) With the shoe. Right. So people are responding to their um, internal chaos, their internal frustration in the best way they can. And when we can recognize those symptoms and recognize those signs, then we can really help people a lot. And that goes back to adjusting and also changing our perspective on our relationship. And and isn't that a beautiful gift? Because in life, we do thrive. And it fears many people, but we do thrive on change. So here we have the greatest teacher in front of us, yes. this person who is, again, volunteered to have dementia. Listen, I am going to be in your face. I am going to be the greatest teacher ever to you because no matter what, If you want to be in my life, you're going to need to acknowledge some things about yourself that you're going to need to change, let go, and accept, and move forward in a different direction, changing that mindset. Yes, yes. And people with dementia may not be able to remember the exact details of something that they've done, but they know how they felt with you when they were doing it. So they will remember the love that they felt. They'll also remember if there was anger that they felt. So that's something really important to keep in mind. Really important. Again, that is that is every moment. They are living in that moment. That's right. So, And this, much like a child, lives in the moment. I'm hungry now. Right. I'm, I, I, you know, I pooped my pants. Now. <laughs> it's just, I... I want to sleep right now. I'm living in the moment. So here we have that connection between youth and age. Okay, well, here we are again. We're going to have to take a break. But when we come back, I want to capitalize again on how do we adjust and change the environments in our life to embrace not only the the 
person dealing with dementia, but the, the people in our lives that are participating in um, the dementia um, person, but also how we this enhances our lives, these changes that we're about to make. Okay, we'll be right back after this break. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. If you have a question for Laura Minnett or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now back to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. Welcome back, everyone. We are here today talking with my guest, Jennifer Brush, director of the Brush Development Company, helping healthcare organizations and families to understand and develop dementia competence. Okay, Jennifer. So now let's dig in a little bit deeper. So now we understand that there is help available and that we are going to look at ourselves as care partners during this process of going through this stage of our life, but how do we actually implement what it is that you offer in the actual home environment to enhance, improve, and stimulate the, in, and motivate us to move forward in our lives? Okay. Well, typically what I do is I work with the family and the person with dementia first to identify the person's needs, the family's needs, both the needs of the care partner and the needs of the person with dementia. And I conduct an evaluation that allows me to determine the strengths that the person with dementia still has, and then the deficits that we need to compensate for. 
And then from that, we develop routines and roles and environmental interventions in the home that support the person. So this is something I do in person um, here in the Cleveland area, but also, you know, technology is great. I can do this through Skype with a webcam. I've worked with people that all over the world. With a smile on her face, yes. she says this. <laughs> yes. So it's great to connect with people in Isn't Israel it? and right. Australia and uh, Singapore and, and make a change in their life. So one of the simple changes that we often do is we set up a memory center in people's homes. So this is the go-to place for the person with dementia. When they need to know information, they can go to this memory center. We make sure that there's no distracting um, stimulation around this area. We have a big, large print calendar. We have a phone. We have their daily routine, any information that they need about medications. And it's important here also that they find their chores that they need to do for the day. We all take care of our home in some way. And people with dementia often have trouble getting started or remembering what they're supposed to do. So we often use a chore chart or a list or a reminder for them and develop a routine of getting up in the morning, going to this memory center, looking to see what they need to do for the day. This maintains their independence. Exactly. Which is vital to anyone's well-being. Yes. Yes, it is. And the respect... And I want to touch on that. That's also a very big word, I believe. It's it's the respect, again, of this person and what it is they have to offer. You also touch on that they they can not only live in the moment, but they actually do have moments of growth. Yes, yes. You know, we always think of people with dementia as not being able to learn. And right. that's really not true. Right. People with dementia can learn information, they can learn through practice, and they can teach other people information. And when we are establishing new routines in the home to help them be more independent, we practice them, we repeat them, and they are able to learn through that repetition. So so here's the big question also. So this person... Um, and the, with dementia, and also their care, um, care partner, they're in a home mm-hmm. that maybe they've been in for a long time, a long period of time. But this home is no longer uh, able to accommodate, again, their new needs. And that's where, my, from my well, from my profession, being the design contractor that is implementing and changing the environment to create this well-being, you are a pinnacle part of that decision-making and how to incorporate that. And I know this could be a conversation, again, that could just take us for a, for a, a very long journey. But just, no pun intended, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. what are some of the key things, the key elements that you see that that you do change or alter in the environment that help to create a new pattern of habit, but within the same home environment. Okay. Well, one thing is that people don't realize that people with dementia have visual perceptual deficits. They have trouble with depth perception. They have trouble difficult. They have difficulty judging colors. They require more contrast in the environment for items to stand out. 
So I might work with someone like you and say, make sure that the wall behind the toilet is painted a contrasting color so that the toilet stands out and it's easy for the person with dementia to see. So I would never design a bathroom that was all beige and white for someone with dementia. You want all handles to be clearly visible, um, any faucets to be clearly visible. So we would look for ways to increase lighting and make objects stand out from one another because very simple interventions like that will help people be much more independent. I have to also go back to the definition of dementia, we have to remember that a lot of times it is attached or connected to some type of um, disease and or health issue that has um, come about. Just, again, just a few of those health issues are. Sure. Um, Vascular disease can cause dementia. So someone could have multiple strokes. And depending on where the strokes are in their brain, that will cause different symptoms. And some of those symptoms can be memory loss and communication deficit. Um, Someone could have Lewy body dementia, um, Parkinson's disease, um, Huntington's chorea. Those are all diseases that cause symptoms of dementia. It's also important to recognize that things like vitamin deficiencies thyroid problems, urinary tract infections can all cause symptoms of dementia. So we need to treat the treatable and rule out any of those treatable causes first and then go ahead and try and pinpoint the disease that's causing the symptoms of dementia because each of those diseases progresses differently and so people will need different modifications. I want to bring it back. I I appreciate that because again I think that it's a big word, dementia, but at the same time, I think it's a misunderstood yes. word and that we don't always relate it to exactly um, what it is that it, it's pertaining to in our lives. Um, but also, again, it doesn't have to be a negative word. That's right. And I think that in your practice, which you know, which I can't even begin to thank you for, that you're able to, again tap and tune into this synergy of relationships with people that are experiencing these this dementia in their life, whether they themselves are experiencing it personally or those that are around them that are experiencing the interaction with those persons that are having dementia. But the thing about it is, is that there are some most beautiful times that we experience. This is humor, mm-hmm. fun, playful, real, sincere. Yes, yes. A person with dementia may not remember what they had for lunch, but if you put on the music and they listen to a favorite song, they'll sing all the words right along with you. They'll hold your hand, they'll enjoy being with you, and they'll have a very positive experience. So we have to focus on what remains and not what's lost. We have to focus on what people can do and not focus on what people can't do. I do want to touch on this just a little bit, but um, I know this. there's so many f- facets to this, um, this word dementia, but something that you did and something specific that you do help with, and that is this swallowing. I know, mm-hmm. I know it's an interesting thing. I just want to just touch on it just a little bit. Sure. Um, a variety of diseases that cause dementia will also cause swallowing problems. Okay. This can be problems chewing food 
Um, this could be problems with getting food stuck in the throat, having food go down into the lungs after the swallow. Um, there's a variety of signs and symptoms of swallowing disorders. And so a specialty in speech pathology is working with people that have dysphagia or trouble swallowing. And a lot of times we can make modifications that are going in the dining environment. That's what I wanted to get to. To That's support right. people. So research has shown that when you provide contrast at a table setting, so you have a, a table and a placemat that contrasts from the table and a plate then that contrasts from the placemat, people can see what they're eating better. When you have adequate lighting, people will eat more because they can see what they're eating. When you have an environment that's calm, that isn't distracting, that doesn't have a lot of noise. Um, And also when you respect an individual's choices and preferences. When you give them a choice about what they'd like to eat, of course, people will eat better instead of just giving them something and assuming that just because they have dementia, they can't make a choice. Plus that environment also, what if, you know, if when, when we're design when I'm designing and when we're going through and we have um, p- people and um, clients that, that have these um, signs and symptoms of dementia, we concentrate a lot on the environment and how it can help and enhance and also, again, stimulate them to want to be part of whatever that activity is. And eating is a very large part of that. So if we make the kitchen area, more of this community area for them. This is the breaking down of the walls and the barriers and these cabinets that are up above, you know, where no one can reach them anyway, you know, and like you said, things that are not labeled, but if are also participating in the food preparation, because I love to cook, I don't want to lose the ability to cook. So, you know, we've, we've started to instill like multiple sinks in a kitchen you know, environment, you know, large work areas where they can spread out and not feel compartmentized. Um, the flooring surface being, you know, smooth and warm and, um, and, and giving so that I'm not having, you know, that the trigger isn't the backache. <laughs> but if they're preparing their food and participating still in all of that, I have to think the interest in part of that is also motivating for them to want to ingest and, Exactly. Their own health. When you when you participate in meal preparation, it stimulates your appetite. You use your procedural memory, which is a spared ability in dementia. I might not be able to cook a full meal that I like I used to be, but there's no reason I can't wash the fruits and vegetables, set the table, and maintain that relationship with my partner in the kitchen of creating the meal together. Again, readjusting that partnership. That's right. Adjusting your expectations. Right. Very good. Well, here we are again. (laughs) We're going to take another break. Um, And when we come back, uh, we did get a couple of questions that um, we hopefully have time to answer at least one of them. Okay. Um, This has just been so much fun, Jennifer. So we'll be right back after this commercial. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. 
The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. If you have a question for Laura Minnett or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now back to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. Welcome back, and here we are again with Jennifer Brush, Director of the Brush Development Company, helping healthcare organizations and families to understand and develop dementia competence. Before we get back to going over some calls and emails that we did get during um, our show today, I'd like to give a quick promo for next week's show titled, Selling Your Home and Finding Your Dream House, Secrets to a Successful Real Estate Experience. Through the experiences of our lives, there have been several times where we have bought and sold homes. It is evident that buying or selling a home is more than just a transaction. It can be a life-changing experience, one that we can embrace. As we grow through life's journey and it becomes time to transition to another home that is perhaps smaller or more adaptable to our changing lifestyle, what are some of the things we should look for in our real estate agent? Well, Jerry Kay, realtor extraordinaire from Remax Realty, has the answers and will be my guest next week. So make sure you tune in and we can apply everything that we have learned through these weeks together in promoting and marketing our homes to the maximum value. Um, Okay, that being said, Jennifer, we did get a question uh, during the break. And I thought maybe we would go over that. Okay. Okay. So this is from Alex in Chicago. Thank you, Alex. Um, He has stated that my mom, who is 78 and lives about 20 minutes away from me with my dad, who is 80 and in relatively good health, is showing early signs of dementia. What would be a good plan to prepare for the future for my mom? What outside resources we should be looking into to help both of them remain in their home as long as they can? And are any of your services and training covered by insurance or no. So we're going to just concentrate on that first part of the question. Jennifer, let's begin with you. Well, the first thing that I would suggest is to make sure that your father sees a healthcare practitioner that is um, 
either the your dad's primary care physician or a geriatric physician to make sure that you know what is causing the symptoms of dementia. So if there's anything that's treatable, that that is treatable. The second thing that I would do, especially if your father does does have dementia, is to spend some time with your dad and with your mother and have a conversation. Ask your dad how he'd like to live the rest of his life. Ask him what's important to him, how he'd like to be cared for, where he wants to live, what things that he enjoys doing most. And then find out what things are not important to him. Maybe there are things that he could easily relinquish that he um, doesn't really care to be doing. And so you come up with a plan then to enable him to live the life that he wants to live doing what he wants to do. And then certainly you can evaluate aspects of the home um, that you need to modify to make more supportive. Um, There are a number of financial considerations and planning for the future um, also that you should consider, and you can find out more information about those in my book uh, that's called I Care. It's a handbook uh, for care partners of people with dementia, and it gives very useful practical information um, starting with what to do when you have a diagnosis of dementia. And some of those basics are imperative in any development of our our life as we grow older and have a relationship with our parents yes it's you know we we have concentrated today on dementia that is what you have probably most people trigger thinking they need your help jennifer but the truth is is that Everything that you apply, and, and I love your book. I really have appreciated it. And I think everyone, no matter where they are in their life and at what point in time they're in at their life, they should be able to take, take, a, take a glance at your book or at least you know, delve into some of the, the chapters. You tell some really interesting stories, beautiful stories, beautiful stories of not only success, but again, the enjoyment of, of growing older, even when we're dealing with issues that we weren't anticipating but the interaction of the of children and Alex I'll just say this the interaction of the children with our with our parents is again always changing is it not Jennifer it is it is always changing and it's important for us to have those discussions with our family Um, it's we shouldn't wait until someone has advanced dementia um, to have those discussions so, and I, I want to mention my co-author on the book, Carrie Mills, who also provides dementia support for family and for healthcare organizations. Um, she really has a very positive outlook um, and provides hope for families that have dementia. So I'd um, like to make sure that I mention her. Now, your book, um, it won the gold medal in Mature Media Awards in the Care division mm-hmm. in the healthcare division. Healthcare division. Yep. It's available on my website, which is brushdevelopment.com, um, and it's been um, endorsed by many healthcare organizations and um, the International Alzheimer's Disease Association as well. So it's the introduction of what it is of opening up the doors to the truth about what dementia and how it af- is and how it affects all of us in all of our lives. And, and in a lighthearted way, we tease a very beautiful friend of mine one day. She, we were um, well into our 40s, and she said, Laura, 
I'm ADD. I said, what? <laughs> she said, why didn't somebody label me in the beginning? <laughs> I would have had better direction in my life. <laughs> oh, the point being is that these labels are very, very definitive. And sometimes we get too caught up in the definition and not what it is in the true meaning of what it is. And I believe that your book exposes us to opening that door to realizing what it is to have dementia in your life, no matter who you are or where you're coming from. Yep, it's a positive approach to making the very best of every day that you have. And isn't that where we're at? Living in the moment, shedding and allowing ourselves to be honored, respectfully within, and loved. Yes. And the ability to accept those around us, those, those beautiful teachers in our life, for what it is that they are doing in our lives. And that's hard for care partners because they see the person changing. Care partners go through a grieving process. Sure. They They feel that it's not the same person. But you know what? Deep inside, it is that same person. It's that same person that loved them, that continues to love them, that will continue to love them. And so when you really um, look into the person's heart, they're still there. You may just have to adjust the way that your relationship is, but you can continue to have a meaningful relationship with that person. And I think that sometimes we don't, we don't start off always having a great relationship with our That's mom right. and dad or our siblings. This is, so yes, it's an interesting I, thing that this, this focus on dementia that we're talking about really could lead, that relationship changing could actually be a positive. Yes, it could. It could lead to a, a much more positive relationship than they, you know, with dementia comes this release of inhibition. And sometimes that's what you need to repair a relationship that wasn't as good as it could have been. And ironically, isn't it truth also that maybe we're repairing ourselves? That's right. Jennifer, I cannot thank you enough for being here today. And I know we could have this conversation again. We talked about this could be a very long journey. (laughs) But thank you so very much for what it is that you've discovered that you can reach out and help people to expose them to the, the, the truths and embracing this dementia that we are dealing with in a very large way in our lives. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure to be here. You are so very welcome. This has been, again, a tremendous show. Now, if you have any additional questions for Jennifer Brush, please email your questions to jennifer at brushdevelopment. And remember, you can also email myself, laura at lauraminiff.com. And you are always more than welcome to call in at 1-866-613-1612. This is Laura Miniff, and I thank you so very much for listening to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. We're saying goodbye, and have a great day, and enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining us this week for Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Laura Minnef, next Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you live in your healthiest environment.